the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studio. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney, and we're taking your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. So we're talking about, again, your careers, your relationships, your money. What? Just the way you introduce the show, it's like you're trying to rem- remember what my name is. I am well, co-hosting I with... called you Josh last time we co-hosted. That is true. You did call me Josh. Called you by the wrong name. So I do have to remember your name, John Deloney. That's fair. With Dr. John Deloney. And I'm here with Rebecca Cruz. And we are taking your calls on life and money. <laughs> I was Rhonda earlier. We're but... excited to have you. <laughs> Glad you're here, America. All right. First up, we have Heather in Birmingham. Hey, Heather, welcome to the show. Hey, Rachel and John. How's it going? Partying. We're we are doing partying. Great. How are you? Love it. Um, I'm doing great. So, my husband and I were both 33 years old. Um, we're having a little disagreement on how much to spend on our next house purchase slash house and renovation. And I guess a little bit about us. We have 625000 in cash, and um, we make a little under 300000 a year. Uh, we have two small children, and basically the disagreement is we started off saying we want to pay cash, but where we are in Birmingham, you know, these little 1,500-square-foot tiny homes are going for like over $400 a square foot, which I'm sure you all have seen that in Nashville a bunch. And my thought is, why don't we get, you know, 15-year fixed mortgage paid off in two, three years, whatever it is, and be able to buy a little bit more to last us maybe 10 years instead of five years, whatever that may look like. And I feel like I've gotten him on board um, to get a mortgage, but he wants to pay it off in one year. And I felt like the big picture of this is all silly, and there's probably people listening to this thinking laughing at our question but no no not even a little bit more direction no. from you guys of like how we should approach this because it's so different because the 15 keeping a mortgage for 15 years is just not even on the table sure yeah and I, I would say your your situation is better than most people who call the show most people don't have 600 grand in cash plus uh more than a quarter million dollar year income right so but the challenge y'all are experiencing is universal. You want this, he wants that, and it comes down to negotiating or navigating those those waters. And so that's universal, man. So no, nobody's rolling their eyes at you, or if they are, it's because they're jealous. Right? Yeah. So well, and I don't think, and, and Heather, I would I would encourage you guys. You're not too far off. You're I really mean, close at this point. It's basically like, do we pay it off in a year or two years? And you could just split it down the middle and say you're half, or you just pause and wait a year, save up cash and. Pay cash for it, you know? So when you when he says, I want to pay it off in a year, I'll do a mortgage, but we're paying it off in a year. What's the difference in house between one-year payoff and a three-year payoff? Well, I personally think we probably need something to get us to be in a house that's going to last us at that 10-year mark. Um, I kind of think we need something more like we can pay it off in maybe three years. Like talk about like a hundred thousand a year. Cause he talks about being wanting to be gazelle intense about it, but I'm like, I don't feel like we need to be and nor is that y'all's teachings either. It's not, but I'll also tell you, I come from a history of financial 
insecurity. And so whenever we got a mortgage, we didn't go babe gazelle intense, but we, my wife and I did go faster than I would normally recommend to another family. And so there is something important about sitting down and getting to not, not spitting and throwing spit wads at each other over one year, three years, three years, one year, but listening to him. If he says, Hey, it, it, I can't, I won't sleep for 36 months knowing that one thing goes wrong at my job and my family, we can't make this mortgage payment. And so there's something about that inner terror, that inner fear that I know that I live with. Um, And you, on the other hand, are saying, I don't want to be doing this again in three years or five years when the kids get bigger and a partridge in a pear tree, right? So I think it's listening to each other and then being really honest about, okay, this is the house that we can pay off in one year. If we go gazelle intense, we pay it off in one year. This is the house we can afford. Here's what it looks like. Here's the neighborhood it's in. If we pay it off in three years, here's the neighborhood that it's in. Here's the house that it's in. And let's just use real pictures and real numbers and real data. That way it takes it less out of the ethereal realm. But I do want you to have a heart-to-heart conversation about how y'all respond to the anxiety of owing somebody money. Because it sounds like this is entrenched in his, like, this was a goal, this was a goal, this was a goal, you got it. And now it's like, ah, let's buy another house and get another mortgage. And that's just hard to, it's tough to swallow. Heather, what's making you guys move? Where are you now? Um, Well, we're currently in Birmingham in a rental house. And we moved, uh, we were in Atlanta for almost a decade, and then we moved to Knoxville. And then now we're in Birmingham, and it was for a job relocation, which that's the other part of this is, you know, his income almost doubled through uh, this move. So that's the other part of the equation we haven't really seen before yeah. that much income. So yeah. I would tell you that we intentionally compressed what the house we bought because the temptation is is not to let your standard of living rise with every new raise you get. And it continues to float and float and float. Now, make no mistake, you guys are so far ahead of the curve, you can do whatever you want. Three years, one year, five years, uh, you can do whatever you want. But there is something to be said for having a little bit of discipline in this moment when your life has drastically changed. Um, and there's nothing in the history you just told me that suggests y'all will even be here 10, 10 years. Yeah, is there a chance of another relocation, Heather? Not that I can foresee, because it wasn't so much a relocation with the same company, it was just a really great job opportunity with a totally different company. Oh, okay. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what John said is important, Heather. I would really, so get below the problem, right? Get below the one year, the three year, but like what's going on in him? What is, what, what's hit, what's driving his motivation to get this paid off quickly. And as a wife, like listen to that, consider that uh, I would say on your end too, still speaking into the situation on what you see and that, you know, that fear can sometimes take over so much that he may not even be able to see his way through. And your logic, because you don't have that, you're able to actually pull the numbers and say, hey, look, we could actually probably pay this off in in two years and four months. And, you know, like you'll have a level of possibly a level of logic that he may not be able to get to because of his fear. So like you guys working as a team, right? So coming together in it, and it may, some people hate the word compromise in marriage, but I just feel like sometimes it's what it is. And it's like, all right, let's meet in the middle, like together, let's do this. But I would also encourage you guys, don't feel like you have to rush and buy something. Renting is not bad. So even if you guys stay put for another year, you guys have been in three cities really quickly. So maybe just stay put for 
for a year, Heather, take a breath, save some of this new income, act like you didn't even get a raise, put that cash away, and that may open up more opportunities in the future. So thanks again for calling, Heather. Appreciate it. And we'll be back. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone, and they even have low-cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Well, the stock market has been all over the place lately. It's gone up, it's gone down, back up again, back down again. And if you're freaking out... Can I just tell you, don't. The market dips, but it doesn't mean that you're going to retire broke, okay? So you have to keep a long-term perspective when it comes to investing. So if you just look at the facts, if you invest $100 a month from age 25 to age 65, you could have around $1 million at retirement. So it's not that it's just too good to be true. This is based on a long-term average of the return on the S&P 500. And a huge predictor of investing success is not only the rate of return, but that you actually invest and you keep investing consistently. So no matter how old you are, no matter how much you're investing intimidates you, this whole idea of investing, you can invest with confidence right now. And when you get a pro in your corner, they will be able to help you with all of this stuff. So you can connect to a smart Vester Pro. They eat, sleep, and breathe investments. This is like their entire world. And they'll take the time to work with you and make sure that you understand what you're investing in, which is a really key part of investing, you guys. Do not put your money in something you don't understand. And smart Vester Pros are able to walk with you and teach you. So go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor to find a smartvestor pro today. That's ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Hey, and I think it's important to call out on these, sometimes these ads sound like we're just trying to sell stuff, right? Dave uses a smartvestor pro. The Cruises use a smartvestor pro. The Deloney's use a smartvestor pro. These are, think, these, are, these are professionals that we use in our own homes to manage our family's legacy and our money. So yeah. this isn't just like a thing that we throw out there. This is what we all it, trust our lives and our money to as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Having people, whenever it comes to any type of money, I say this a lot, but it's just true. When there are niche parts of money that can feel like, oh my gosh, it's like this whole other set of skills and knowledge and terms and words and all of it. You know, so whether it's, real estate or taxes or investing or insurance like there's all these little buckets we have people you guys that we recommend because again there's such these niche parts and we want you to learn and understand it but having someone that does this day in and day out to guide you and teach you like it's worth it it is so worth it so again go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor right up next we have borche in portland oregon hey borche welcome to the show Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? 
Yeah, so um, I was calling in because I had a question for you guys. Um, I'm 32 years old, self-employed, um, and I have an ambition to retire in 10 to 12 years. Uh, for the last couple of years, I've been investing pretty uh, aggressively, 10 to $12,000 a month. My portfolio is roughly around 300000 just a little bit over. Um, I don't have any debt. I have about 90000 in cash. And, uh, you know, the only debt that I do have is uh, a house payment. So I do have a college fund set up for my my child as well. I have another kid that's due here in a couple of months. So we're going to bump that up a little bit. And my question was, uh, should I start putting more money towards our house to pay it off sooner? Or should I continue to invest that ten to $12,000 a month uh, in hopes of obviously being done in about 10 or 12 years? What's the what's the panic to to is it part of the fire movement or like are like the the great uh, Mr. Money Mustache like what's what's the what's this impetus to do this? Yeah, I mean, I think for me it just I I couple years ago I just had a goal set in mind. I've always been a pretty competitive person and I I just kind of set set my mind on being able to set aside, you know, $10,000 towards uh towards my investment portfolio. So, it's more of just a goal that I personally have. I mean, I love what I do. I don't see myself stopping. However, I do just, you know, want to get to a point where I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, how my business is doing and, uh, you know, have that peace of mind, I guess. So I'd rather kind of put in the work right now and get it done as quick as possible. How much are you making a year? For that goal. Uh, I'm about 350 gross and about 200 net. Okay. Um, well, you know, I mean, we, we talk about investing about 15% of your income into retirement so that's going to be you know you're you're investing a lot yeah, yeah, you're per, basically ahead. like three uh, months worth how much uh, you own your house year. uh we own about 350 on our house uh it's currently worth just over six hundred thousand. i mean we live definitely live well below our means um i guess the only only uh debt that i do have is i lease my car into my business it's 450 bucks a month uh but that's that's about it so, do you see? Would you would you borrow, take a HELOC out on that three hundred thousand dollars and put that in as a part of your retirement scheme? Yeah, I've definitely considered it. No, um, I was trying to tell you that's a dumb thing to do. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like, maybe. Uh, here's John. what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, you've got money well, sitting in account over here on the yeah. roller coaster, but you have this steady drumbeat that you are making some mortgage company executive very, very wealthy by paying them every month. And you're so over-investing at this stage. Mm-hmm. You do have an incredible goal. Dude, I, I'm all about that goal. That's awesome. But yeah. um, you are over-investing while you still have this massive liability over here. Even if you yep. say, yeah, but that one's at 2.9 and or 2.4 and this one's going to be, I'm going to make this much. I get all the math part. I'm trying to give your your little child and the new one coming. What you said, something that was so important, I just don't want to worry about this. Another way, word for that is peace. And yep. when you have a house that is ours that nobody could take away from, Portland can probably figure out a way to take it from you, but that most states that can't <laughs> take it from you, um, dude, there's a whole other it's a whole other level of safety and security yeah. and peace in your home that you don't even know yet, even though you got all this money over here, right? So, so yeah, Borja, I would, I would, um, pay my house off. Yep, for sure. I would yeah. pull back on the investing. I really appreciate yeah. all the aggressiveness. You know, you're, it's like 120K a year that you're investing and it needs to be more just like a 
25k you know <laughs> so i would pull yeah. back and throw some of that extra i really would because you're going to be fine like I, I understand again you you want to retire but you're 33 you're okay and what john is saying is so correct like when you have autonomy over every part of your life it's incredible it absolutely is incredible yeah. and so not having a mortgage not owing anyone anything there's no risk so even if the business did you know have a bad a bad few months or something you don't have any bills when you're when your house is paid for you don't have a mortgage so so i would pull back on investing i would still yeah. invest i would invest 15 percent of your income into retirement is what we say of your take-home pay so that's that 200 grand is what you're going to be looking at um after sure. because i would love for you to do like a roth ira which is after tax dollars i mean so looking into 401k roth ira well you're self-employed so it may be a sep sure. but i would um Yep, invest still, but pull way back and throw that extra at the mortgage. Can I throw one thing at you real quick? Yeah, of course. All right, this is from the great Esther Perel, and I'm taking her analogy and I'm using it somewhere uh, in a different context, okay? But here's here's the the basis of her, um, here's, here's what she says. You could never go sweep up all of the glass and steel and twisted metal on September 12th of the towers when they fell and rebuild those towers using that original stuff. The towers fell and you have two options when they, when they fell, just leave them alone, let nature take them back over the next couple of hundred or a thousand years, or get some professionals, excavate the, the, the whole thing, get an architect, build something that is a monument to what was and something that may be stronger and even arguably more beautiful moving forward to the future. And we're going to build with our eyes moving forward. Here's where I want you to take that analogy into your own life. As a single guy or a newlywed, you had some ambitious goals and you have come hell or high water. You've been getting these things done in an incredible fashion. If you were here, I would hug you out of uh, solidarity. I think you're amazing. And then you had a kid and now you have another kid coming. And so the life that was is now over. I want you to consider it's falling down and you can't say, okay, but I'm going to keep this thing going even though I got a kid here and another kid here. What I want you and your wife to do is I want you all to set set some, set some time aside and I want you all to create goals that might be somewhat similar, but goals for this next phase because you've never been a couple with two kids and you've never had financial goals and two kids. And I want you to reevaluate where you're going and how fast you're going to get there in light of everything is different now. And this can be one of the most fun and beautiful adventures for a couple to undertake if you have the right spirit. So reimagine what life's going to look like with this new one. You make a whole bunch of money. You're in great shape. Standing on the debt-free stage, we have Steve and Laura. You guys, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So you're standing up there for one reason. <sighs> yeah. A really big reason. A big reason. You guys are debt-free. Where are you guys from? <laughs> uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Awesome. So great, you guys. Okay, so how much debt have you paid off? Had to write this down and had to actually recalculate it a bit, but uh, $265,901.72. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, so what kind of debt was it? Uh, so it was fourteen credit cards. Oh, uh, paid fourteen. Yeah, oh. fourteen. A lot of Gosh. a lot of stuff happened in there. Uh, I purchased a used car to get it out of a over mileage car fleece. Okay. Um, a camper loan, okay. a broken HVAC, another car replacement, uh, student loans, and our mortgage. Oh, the 
some more hey, news. That's right. what I was looking for. Oh, you guys. So you were normal. You were normal. Okay. So, hey, I don't know. They, they pushed the normal. bounds of normal. How, yes. how long How long did it take you guys on this uh, journey? It took us 49 months. 49 months. Okay. And how much were you making during that time? Um, uh, we started off about 124,000. Okay. And then we, with all the extra work, we pulled in about 150,000 for the past years. Wonderful. Wonderful, you guys. Oh, my gosh. How does it feel? It's amazing. It's amazing. Like, just, you know, when I hear you talk about freedom and peace, Mm. I I heard it for years. And, you know, we read it in the books. But, like, to feel it is just... It's just life-changing. Incredible. Okay, so what happened 49 months ago to start you guys on this journey? (sighs) Well, uh, actually, somewhat started before that. Um, Basically, I gave my wife a promise when we got married that I'd give her, you know, security as well as financial stability. Mm. And I failed on the financial stability part. Um, A lot of it comes from a little bit of my history. Didn't grow up very wealthy or, you know, a little bit less income than normal, but we made things... Uh, work as much as possible. But the moment, you know, went to college, got financial aid, had those extra checks that came in, and hey, there's extra money, might as well start, you know, using it. So I started using that and then got a job. Of course, I worked for Best Buy, got a job, loved electronics. My paycheck went back to Best Buy. (laughs) Um, So it just started accumulating over and over and over. Um, And a lot of it, I'd say it came down to me just because Mm -hmm. I wanted everything, uh, didn't have anything, wanted everything, and I did my best to get everything. Yeah. So over time, it was like me and my wife um, going paycheck to paycheck and then being like, oh, you know, I should get one of these. And all of a sudden be like, hey, can we get one of these? And she's like, well, we can't. We can't afford it. We don't have any money. I'm like, I just got paid yesterday and I got paid this much. Why can't I afford like a $25 thing? She's like, it's all gone. I'm like, and we would like scuffle mm-hmm. a little bit uh, verbally about this. And then one day it was just like, we had one of those. I sat downstairs and I was watching YouTube and I was like, you know, that's it. That, that enough is enough. Like Dave said, it, it just, yeah. it, it was that snapping point. And lo and behold, Dave's face was on like one of the suggested videos. I'm like, <laughs> so I clicked on that. And that was literally three months of me watching Ramsey Show uh, uh, videos on YouTube, just pulling in as much information and research as possible. I'm like, you know, we should do this. And then my wife's like, well, funny thing. They're doing financial peace at our church. So we signed up, uh, met with Jake, who, uh, who I actually work with now. Um, we actually co-hosted uh, the last financial peace uh, last year. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And my plan is to teach financial peace with Jake as two separate groups uh, for the church as well. Amazing, so. you guys. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Laura, during all of this... What are you what are you thinking? Are you just like finally like we're on board, we're gonna we're gonna make progress in this, or did it take some convincing on your end to start this process? I mean, I was ready and I, yeah. I trusted him. He's been the he's been the money guy, you know, the the nerd alert guy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> when, when we read about the nerd and the free spirit, we don't really have a free spirit, but we definitely have a nerd. So I you know, I, I trusted him in this process and um so it it was hard. Of course it was hard. I mean, I love to travel. We didn't take big vacations. We, we camped a bit with the kids, which was yeah. great. Yeah. You know, I drove a really terrible car for a while, but we it got me. It. We <laughs> still have it. My daughter drives it because, you know, we're not paying on it, right? It moves. It's perfect for an 18 year old. Um, so it, it, it was not easy. But um, now, I mean, it, every 
moment was worth it because of the freedom. And I think the most important for me is this legacy that we're leaving for our kids. You know, we, we started late. We're 45. So we started late in life. We we're 41 when we started, but she goes to college this fall and we're cash flowing that. Oh, wow. Um, it, so, sh- so we're setting up our kids to not have student loan debt, to not, to live without credit cards. You know, they, they both have jobs. Even my 13 year old, he scoops dog poop because he <laughs> needs money to spend and he knows he's not going to get it for free from us. You got great parents, young man. <laughs> awesome. What was it like being married to a guy that was out of control? <laughs> um, you know, I just kind of felt like I was just hanging on, you know, I was trying to pay the bills and all these credit cards, some were teeny, some were big, but I was, it was like, it was just treading water and, and trying to hang on to this lifeboat to get us through. And um, so it was hard. It was really hard. Mm. You know, in our, our marriage, we struggled in our marriage because of that, because mm. there were arguments about money. He didn't really understand the finances because I was in charge of it. And, um, and I was trying to hold on to it really tight because it was, I was afraid um, you know, so when we became this team, this partnership and, and the communication opened up and, and we developed this trust about our money and we were making these decisions together. So not only are we financially free, but our marriage is stronger than it ever has been. And you talked about legacy change. We, t- we often talk about legacy change here in the company financially, right? You've changed your kid's financial future. But your kids also got a ringside seat to watching mom and dad be absolute gangsters and heal a marriage and do hard things and say, I submit to this process. What I'm doing is not working. I got to do something else. And we got to head to the basement and spend some time on the tubes, right? We got to figure this out. But your kids got a ringside seat into that. And so both of them are going to find themselves in situations where they're over their head. That's part of growing up. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to have, oh, wait a minute. Mom and dad gave me a roadmap here. We can do crazy hard stuff. We can figure this out, which is amazing. I'm so proud of y'all. It's part of that legacy, you guys. Well done. And it's been such a journey. Years and years and years of doing it. Yeah. And now it's done. Yes. It's done. Have you got that first paycheck that deposited and you have no bills? Has it already come? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Is it it wild? It it is wild. (laughs) And it's hard. I mean, we have these habits where things are, we hold things really tight. You know, the budget, it's, like we have a lot of conversations about that. Like you know, you you can buy that six dollar coffee, Laura. It's okay. Uh-huh. We can afford. Well, you, I don't know what it was can, the other day. You can buy that dollar forty nine box of cleaners. <laughs> you gotta like go back and like do it again. Slow down, not. Drew. Slow down. That's awesome, oh, guys. Oh, you guys! I'm so glad that y'all came to Nashville and we get to be with you in person and celebrate with you because we're so so proud of you guys. Thank you. Um, man, what an incredible story. Well, we have the Live and Give bundle over here that we're gonna gift you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it has Baby Steps Millionaires, uh, Total Money Makeover, Financial Peace University, everything you need, but you're coordinating the class, so thank you for doing that and Not spreading hope to others. You can give this away to somebody that shows up to your class and can't afford it. You got them. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so before the scream, your kids are here, yes. so bring them on up, and who? what are their names and ages? So this is Cassie. Cassie's 18, off to college this fall, and this is Drew. Drew's awesome. 13. Oh, Cassie and Drew. I was I was you. I was you at, the, at your age with, with parents busting it and doing it and man what a what an incredible gift that you guys have of parents so well done you guys as a family all right we got steve and laura from kalamazoo and they paid off two hundred and sixty six thousand dollars <laughs> in 49 months making 124,000 to 150,000 dollars all right you guys count it down let's hear your big debt-free scream all right here we go 
Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're we dead! Are dead! <laughs> yes! Oh, amazing. Well done. Incredible. That's it. So rad. Man. Oh, mortgage and all, you guys. Mortgage and all. So you all listening. No, you can do it. You just got to make the decision and say, hey, am I going to start this process? And they are living proof that anyone can do it. So well done. We'll be back.